Ladies and gentlemen, it is third. No, it's not Thursday. It's Friday. Almost did it. Where are we at here? It's Friday, November the 18th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. I <clears throat> uh, got, uh, got another wonderful, magical show lined up for you as always. Uh, we, uh, we weren't here yesterday because I wasn't here yesterday. I was out all day. Uh, as anyone who's been listening for the last, uh, last couple weeks would know, uh, M is about to head out into the great and unknown West, uh, to, uh, to do some travel nursing for the next month. Uh, she leaves this weekend. And so we've been, uh, <clears throat> we've been running around. Now that she's finally done her shifts at the hospital here in the city, we've been running around trying to get uh, everything ready for her, all of her stuff uh, packed that she could possibly uh, need and uh, and get all that prepped and get, she's had vaccine stuff to get. Like, for example, she had to get an, uh, her polio vaccine because in the Philippines, they don't hand those out uh, to children or didn't when she was born. And so she had to get one here and amongst uh, other things like today, we got the we got her flu shot and whatnot, and just getting her pumped full of modern medicine before she goes over there, because they make you sign a paper to say you are pumped full of modern medicine before you go over there and uh, and work at the the hospital. So uh, we rode all day yesterday and and uh, couldn't quite get back for the podcast, so we're doing it today. We're squeaking one in right before Mr. Black does. Uh, I think it was some kind of RP related activity this evening uh, yeah. is on the docket. Yeah. It's, what what it, may, can I ask? What exactly it is, it is that it's a scheduled event? Is it some a con, some concert? That it, oh, yeah. it's a concert. Yeah. So exciting. Do it. Not really. <laughs> you, you sound you sound really. so thrilled about yeah. this concert. Okay. So it's not. This is not an OTT specific concert. This is a you are a, a, a one act in a series I'm of the people. I'm the oh, headliner. okay. Who's opening for you? T Pain. I have no idea. Probably. <laughs> I'm actually surprised T Pain hasn't tried to do no pixel yet, or maybe he has, and I just haven't fucking uh, heard maybe, about I it. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, before we get started, as always, got the most important question of the week, Mister Black. How's your week? It's another week. Same old shit. Different pile. Incredible. Gonna run out of room for piles here pretty soon. You're gonna have to actually like reuse piles just get them to go vertical instead of expanding outward uh forever and ever uh yeah i uh we got our our tile was finally in that got finalized this week so the guy came over and got to work on that uh and uh so that was only that was that was a bit of a harrowing situation actually so we had <clears throat> we had my uncle come in and we measured off all the square footage and then he we told him that we wanted a uh, herringbone pattern, which is a style, uh, a style of tile lay that inherently has a lot of wastage on the tile just by the nature of the pattern because you have to do a lot of cuts. And so he asked to, we got him to do the estimation of the amount of tile that we were going to need to do the square footage uh, instead of us trying to, uh, to estimate it. So when we bought the tile, we'd have like enough tile. So he estimated a little too closely. Uh, because as our tile layer was in the, uh, in the entryway, trying to get the, the last of it done because he finished the bathroom first, um, he, uh, he did the count on the floor and he was like, 
we might be fucked. And I said, what do you mean we might be fucked? He said, well, I don't know if we're going to have enough tile to actually pull this off. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, that's a minor problem. So we called up, you know, my uncle, and he, he scoured the city and got a bunch. There was seven tile that matched mine that were all being used as samples in various locations. And so we got seven extra tile, brought them to the house. We ordered another box. The problem is it's in fucking Toronto. So we needed to tile now, because we didn't want to have uh, the fucking tiler have to come back another two times. We're going to be paying out the asshole every time the tiler shows up on the job site. So uh, so we got the tiles, and he gets back to work, and when it all said and done, uh, shit you not, there was two tiles left when it was all said and done. Barely... Barely. We were starting to make, we were, we were starting to come up with ideas like, all right, well, in the bathroom, you know, we tile a little further underneath where the vanity is going to go than might be necessary. So maybe we can pull, we can pull some tile out of the fucking bathroom. We can use the bathroom tile. To be, but we didn't have to, thankfully. We, uh, we had just enough tile. And it's good we had two because the next day when he came back to grout the entryway, one of the tiles out towards the, the basement stairs, uh, cracked when he was down on the fucking tile. And so we had to pull that one, and we had two tile left, and, and we were all, like, fucking losing it, because every time he put a tile in that tile cutter, every one of these tiles, the reason why he took so long, too, there were, like, six tiles in total that he didn't have to go out and use a grinder. These tiles did not want to cut on an angle. They would cut straight, they would cut, like, fucking, uh, in, in a, a cross anyway, but the moment you went diagonal, they would not cut fucking clean. And so he had to go out, outside for every one of these with a fucking grinder, and fucking grind the the cut down, and so I was every time he did that, I was just like I was seeing dollar signs leaving my fucking bank account because it was just gonna like double the amount of time it was gonna take him to fucking do the tile lay. Uh, but uh, it got done, and uh, and we're good to go. We were very lucky. Uh, uh, you know, my uncle. This is the guy that has laid tile commercially and otherwise for my uncle for over twenty years. He's a third generation tiler, thirty years deep in experience himself. Uh, and, uh, and even he didn't want to do hair and bone. And I said, alright, well, look. M wants it, so that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have to fucking do it. We'll pay for it. Just do it. It's fine. I'll do it. But goddamn, did he do a good job. As you would expect, if he came in with that resume, so I'm a third generation teller with 30 years of experience, and he shit the bed, I would've been very disappointed. <laughs> would've been rattled. Uh... Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got, we got spoiled in that regard. So that stuff went in. Dad and I continue to do the, uh, the kitchen up. We're, uh, we're just about ready to box in the, uh, the, the upper cabinets where the vent hood's gonna go. We gotta get Brian to come over to do a quick run of electric for the, uh, the microwave. Then we can box that in, and then we can actually finish putting in the bottom cabinets, put the island in, and then make a call to have them come and measure for the fucking countertop. So anyway, that was this week. That's what we got done. We did the remainder of the downstairs work as well, so now I've got to call the city. As I mentioned last week, that we, we finally got that done. So i got to call the city and have somebody come over and say, yes, you're allowed. And then I will do more paperwork, and then we'll finally start being able to, uh, to uh, put our feelers out. But we're going to look interior first, you know? Ask around, does anyone that we know or no, people that we know, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon here. How many people away from the people that we know might be looking for a place to rent before we go out and put that shit on a fucking website and then have to friggin' start vetting every single person that walks through uh, to look at the, the apartment. So that will be uh, that will be forthcoming in, in the next while. We're hoping to get somebody in in January, if not February, the latest. So we'll, uh, we'll, get, her, we'll get her done. But that was my week. 
That was the show. Played some Warzone. It's Call of Duty. It's different from Warzone 1, dramatically, but it's still Call of Duty. I do like it more than Warzone 1. Uh, but uh, if, you look at, uh, if you look at Twitter and all of the, like, the streamers and the pro players, holy shit, they're salty. Oh my god. Everyone with a FaZe Clan tag is losing their mind right now on Twitter over Warzone 2. It's incredible. Uh, the moment they took away slide canceling and bunny hopping, every one of them had an aneurysm simultaneously. <clears throat> it's incredible to watch. But there you have it. And now it's time to talk about some video game news, Mr. Black. First up, the time has come. You can tell your neighbor. You can update, update him if he hasn't gotten an email already. Google is beginning the refund of three years worth of Stadia's this week. This is the first week they're going to get the thing kicked off. The majority of the refunds they're expected to have done uh, by Stadia shutdown date as of January 18th, 2023. Uh, that's not all, just the majority is what they're expecting. I would suspect that they won't even hit the majority, given that three years worth of Stadia sales across 20 countries might be a bit of a fucking headache. Imagine the moment somebody in three years changes an address, changes their, co their credit card that they use for the payment uh, of any of these devices. Now they gotta send them a follow-up email. They'd be like, hey, we tried, but we gotta get your new shit. And every time they got to go chase somebody down, it's going to take more time and more money. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a seriously expensive and lengthy operation. But if they're lucky, maybe they won't have to do too much of it. Uh, the, the quote that they have here for the actual refunded items, they said, We will be offering refunds for all Stadia hardware purchases, which include Stadia, uh, Stadia controllers, Founders Edition Stadias, Premier uh, Edition, and Play and Watch with Google TV packages. Uh, all of those made through the Google Store and software transactions, games, and add-on purchases through the Stadia Store. Stadia Pro subscriptions are not eligible for refund. However, you will be able to continue your uh, playing your games with Pro or in Pro until uh, without any changes until they eventually press the off button, I guess. So there you go. The only thing you're not going to get your money back on was the actual like service, the Pro service deal, uh, everything else. They will be slowly working through uh, to refund everyone. But yeah, God fucking speed. 20 country, three year refund. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. I wouldn't want to do it. They're probably going to have to hire people just to come in to do this job because it's going to be mammoth. Uh, and uh, I'll be interested. Your neighbor, if you find out next to you, know, if you talk to him between now and Christmas, if he gets yeah. an email, it says, hey. Here's your refund. Let's we'll see if it actually goes through or how long before his name hits the, the list uh, for refunds. And all of his friends, because he said he's got like three, he yeah, had like three or four his, friends. Few buddies. Yeah, a few of his buddies. So I'll, I'll ask him next time I see him. Yeah, see, uh, see what, uh, what that process is like for him. Uh, TSM released a statement this week saying that they have, in lieu of F uh, FTX's bankruptcy and likely also its... Shady management dropped FTX as a primary partner and sponsor effective immediately, and that even though uh, it will obviously be a large financial blow, they are still, without FTX, profitable. Uh, which I thought was impressive, given how esports organizations struggle to hit profitability without a major sponsor. So uh, they're apparently doing relatively well for themselves, regardless. Um, the FTX thing, if you don't know what FTX is, um, congratulations. Uh, your life won't change for it, uh, but it, it was the, it was the second largest crypto exchange in the world. Uh, it is no longer the second largest <laughs> crypto exchange in the world. Uh, and they just properly filed for bankruptcy, uh, earlier this week. 
and uh, if you really want to go down a fucking rabbit hole of absolutely just batshit early 20-something Silicon Valley-type people doing some crazy nonsense, it's good read. As long as you weren't part of the investment, you know, people that actually had money on there, you might not want to read that because you'll probably lose more years off your life. But, for everyone else, mild entertainment factor. Uh, coming in there. They also, and I haven't heard this, not this video game related specifically, but they were, they had like an entire arena renamed after them for, uh, for, uh, there's a basketball slash, I don't know if it's also used for hockey or whatever. I can't remember which team it was <clears throat> off the top of my head, but they, uh, yeah, they were, they were heavily involved there. They, they had lots of money at the time. Or, should I say, theoretically they had lots of money, but they didn't actually have that much money because, well, they, when the shit came calling, it was not there. Uh, but uh, for, for the esports side, yeah, TSM said, no worries. We still have enough dirty esports money without them. It's okay. We'll find somebody else. We just, <laughs> they just might not win anything. They're making money off of merch sales, but they might not win anything. Uh, a follow-up from last week's Doom Eternal fiasco slash shit show slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, that was the one where uh, Mick Gordon came out and, uh, and responded to a, a Reddit post that was done by Marty Stratton. I think it was his last name. I can't, I can't remember exactly. Um, producer on, on Doom Eternal who had gone to Reddit for whatever reason and randomly just fucking shit all over the whole process for making the, uh, the soundtrack. And after a couple of years of trying to solve it internally and it didn't happen, Mick said, all right, fine, I'll write a Medium article that's longer than the Bible, uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So he did. And then Bethesda said, well, shit. Now we have to say something. Although I wish they didn't, because their statement was kind of fucking stupid. So they put out a statement here yesterday or the day before, uh, and uh, in their statement, they say that Mick mischaracterized id, the company that makes uh, Doom, which is in complete contradiction, by the way, of Mick's actual statement, where, very specifically, because as you can imagine, if it takes an hour to read, he's relatively detailed in what he said in the statement. He said, my, my, well, he didn't say this in this terminology, but he said, my beef, specifically, is with, uh, is with, um, uh, fucking, uh, uh Marty. It has nothing to do with the rest of it. It is specifically Mark, and then Bethesda comes out and says, "How dare you shit all over it and mischaracterize everyone?" So that was that was like the first their first mistake was apparently they did not read the entire article; they were just salty about it. Uh, and then they, and then they're uh, they they also said in their statement uh, that it was very one sided and an unjust account of uh, of what happened. Now. <laughs> clearly it was a one-sided account because it was Mick giving his account and it's kind of hard for one person to give an account that's not necessarily one-sided when they're just giving their side of a story that already has the other side out in the wild you know what Bethesda didn't do when Stratton posted his shit a couple years ago on Reddit and was a clearly one-sided account Bethesda didn't come out and go hey, whoa that shit is one-sided and mis- and un- and, you know, mischaracterizes what actually went down with everyone it did. You know, we gotta- we gotta take a step back. None of that shit happened, but the moment that Mick came back and actually had the receipts that were longer than a fucking Walgreens, that shit changed the game. 
Now, unfortunately, what Bethesda didn't do, whether or not they uh, they didn't because of their legal stuff they're considering or whatever uh, whatever else, Bethesda has zero receipts. They're just coming out and saying Mick is mischaracterizing everything. That's not how it went down. You know, we stand with uh, with Marty and 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 fuck Mick. Mick. You know, it's, it's basically how that whole statement went down. So that didn't really uh, convince very many people. I mean, Mick made it very clear it's between him and Marty. Nothing to do with id. And, and so clearly there was a working relationship issue between the two. They tried to fucking clear it up. Marty allegedly offered, as we mentioned last week, a six-figure shut-your-mouth deal uh, for Mick and then decided that that was going to work after going to Reddit and posting a fucking lengthy freaking <laughs> deal about the whole thing. It's kind of fucked up if you think about it. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see now that Bethesda's posted that. I haven't seen thus far if Mick has responded to the response. I don't know if he needs to. He already wrote a fucking entire Encyclopedia Britannica about the topic. But if more happens, we'll let you know. But it definitely, this is not, this is still not going down the same way as the Bayonetta shit. That Bayonetta shit blew up in like four seconds. She posted that video and 24 hours later, you know who did bring the receipts? The company. <laughs> this yep. is the reverse. We're seeing the, we're seeing the reverse. So right now it's a bit, it's a bit of a fucky situation, but uh, we'll see if anything else comes out of it and, uh, and let you know. Uh, the Prince of Persia. I don't know if you remember this. We did mention this because it's been a hot minute. It's been like two years. But the Prince of Persia was announced to have a remake coming. Ubisoft announced this. It was, it was a long while ago. I had forgotten. Like most of the world, I think, forgot that it existed or was being created. Uh, well, here's the deal. Uh, they're starting over. Completely. From scratch. The game is technically done. It was an indie, de uh, an indie, indie, Indian uh, developer that was handed the reins to do this originally. They even finished that bitch and and submitted it for certification. Here's the problem: it was so bad, you Ubisoft looked at it and said, "Nah, we can't, we can't release this." And it was, and, and evidently, it's bad enough that they're scrapping the whole fucking finished product and giving it to a new studio uh, to to try and rebuild it from scratch. So. This game better sell real fucking well. Because now we're going for round two <laughs> on, on development for this. It's unlikely to be developed in a single calendar year. So uh, even though most people forgot about it, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, and uh, Ubisoft is going to have to sell three times as many copies to make their money back on this bitch. And Mr. Black, if I had to ask you to make a prediction as to whether or not Prince of Persia Remake is going to make nearly enough money to cover two totally different development cycles, what do you think? No. No, it's not gonna not gonna make enough to do one cycle. No, <laughs> let alone let alone two. Let alone two. <laughs> uh, Overwatch two, spicy bullshit. Well, it's not Overwatch two specific, but uh, but it, this is a headlining factor, probably the biggest of all of the the factors at play here, Mister Black. Overwatch two, amongst other services from Blizzard, will cease in China in January, which is really close. And you might be asking yourself, how the fuck did that happen? We went from we went from Blizzard doing gangbusters over there. Overwatch is huge in China, like the fucking, especially the esports scene. I think the majority of the viewership for Overwatch is still is still in China uh, at this point. But Overwatch Two will end service in China 
in January of 2023, and likely WoW and other Blizzard titles that fall under their agreement that they have with NetEase. So Blizzard partnered with NetEase, which uh, anyone that maybe not even played that many games had definitely heard of that name before. Uh, massive Chinese uh, uh, publisher. So they partnered with them to release Blizzard titles and manage those Blizzard titles in China. And they had an agreement up until now where it was time to re-up. They sat back at the table and it was time to, 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 to negotiate a new deal. And when Blizzard came for that new deal, apparently they came for the fucking throat. And NetEase said, nah, <laughs> you know, we don't need you that bad. And so let's outline what was, uh, what was released uh, as parts of the deal that Blizzard, you know, parts, parts of that made this turn sour that we know of. So, the first part. Blizzard wanted more than a 50-50 split of the revenue share, which is outside of, according to those who are analysts in the video game market for China, that's outside of the scope of basically the majority of or all of the gaming deals that currently exist in China. Nobody's really pulling more than a 50-50 split within the Chinese market that are doing deals like Blizzard's doing here with NetEase. But Blizzard wanted more than 50-50. Uh, they also wanted NetEase to produce mobile games of all of their IPs and not just them having worked on uh, Diablo Immortal. They wanted all that shit. They wanted mobile up the ass, which we already knew was a thing that they were working, you know, working to accomplish, but this was part of the new deal. They said, look, you guys have a massive mobile market. The Chinese mobile game market is orders of magnitude greater than the West. You're, you could put Europe and North America together, and it is a shit stain on the underwear of the Chinese mobile development uh, and game market. And so they said, we want all that shit. We get as much on there as you can. And then on top of that, we want you to make all those games, sell them in, uh, in, in your, your region, but we only want to give you that revenue share for all things sold within mainland China. And everything outside of mainland China, we want it all. Give it, to a, give it all over to us. And then to add on top of that, they also wanted NetEase to give up all of the data for all of the players in mainland China. For evidently zero dollars and zero cents. Just give us the data. And so after all of that, and what the, what the uppers at, uh, at NetEase described as the... A relationship falling apart because of a jerk who remained unnamed. So I don't know who was doing the negotiating for Blizzard, Activision Blizzard at the time. They were called a jerk, I guess. So between these asks, which... Which... I'm not gonna lie, some of this sounds pretty fucking spicy. Uh, and, and the fact that the person doing the negotiating was a bit of a dick. NetEase said, not worth the trouble. You can now leave China. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And so in January, Overwatch and other Blizzard services will cease to operate within the region entirely. And uh, they are, apparently NetEase is trying to come up with some method of, I guess, refunding uh, unused stuff that was purchased and whatnot, trying to come up with some method of, of doing that. But to the degree of which that happens, um, I don't know yet. I haven't been able to see the, spe the specificity in which all of that will play out. I would assume Blizzard is now going to actively seek out another major publisher in the region 
to take over for NetEase. But if you've pissed off one, the odds of you walking into that room or the negotiation table and getting a more favorable deal, or even getting close to the deal that you tried to get at the first one, probably pretty slim. I mean, you would know this, Mr. Black, if anyone's talking with somebody that you were trying to negotiate with and, and the somebody fumbled that shit, that's, that's powerful fucking leverage when they go to the next table. You can't just walk in and drop the same deal on the table and say, hey, <laughs> will, you, will you take this? And so they, they sit across and say, no, nah, we already heard about this shit. This, ain't going, this is not going to happen here either. Sorry. And I can only imagine in China where the market is controlled by a very small number of massive government-tied companies, it's even harder to try and pull over any kind of crazy deal. So I don't know. It'll be very intriguing what the what the the, the near future of, of Blizzard and Activision games will be in that, that region. But that's not a region you want to lose access to, Mr. Black. That's a big it's a big fucking region. Yeah, I mean Yeah, they're fucked. They fucked up. <laughs> they're fucked. And like the thing is is China don't give a fuck. They truly China, do not care. China actually doesn't give a fuck. Like that's the thing. Like you can't buy China. You can't, no. you, you can't, you can't bully China. You can't buy China. You can't even talk shit about China. <laughs> like if they, like if they found, if they found out that like a Blizzard employee talked, talked bad about China 25 years ago. <laughs> game over. Game over. Like they don't give a fuck. It's like that in the movie business. They pretty much all Marvel movies now aren't in China. They don't, they just don't get released anymore. China's like, no, you're done. It's over. <laughs> what was the, what was the, the catalyst for that? Do you know which movie it was that fucked that up? Uh, um, the, the last thing that I heard was, um, the, the main actor from Shang-Chi, uh, pretty much called China a, a communist country, like, uh, made, made some sort of, uh, comment. And I mean, I that's mean, not an incorrect statement, but still not no. one that they want to hear. Correct. And he's, you know, he's, he's of China. He, I, I do believe he's of Chinese descent. He is. He's Canadian. Um, Canadian. Yeah. Um, so I think he has family like that, that came from China. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he was speaking, uh, you know, this was like earlier in his career too. This wasn't even like, Oh, they, so this was like, this was like, he talked about this like years ago and, uh, and you know, he became the star of a Marvel movie and then, and it was Shang-Chi like should, should absolutely be massive in China. Right. With a Chinese lead actor. You would think, um, uh, but he said one thing about China and they're like, guess what? No. Oh, and all of your other movies. No. Also with China <laughs> too is, is there's a lot like, you know, Disney is all about inclusion and, you know, same, you know, same sex relationships and pushing, um, well, they're a Western company. So like the, the Western ideals or values gets, gets yeah, played yeah. into their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and China's like, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> No, 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 none of this, uh, this, we, you don't, you don't show this to our people. Like they just not having it. So like, I think it's a combination of like, you know, Western ideologies. And then if you say anything bad about China, they don't care. Like you can't, they, they're like, Oh, I don't, you know, if, it, if this movie is going to make China a billion dollars, we don't care. It's not coming here. It's, it's, it's going to be the same thing with this. If, if somebody said the wrong thing, did the wrong thing, smite at them in the wrong way they'll literally be like blizzard you're done bro it's over you ain't coming here you ain't coming back 
So they better hope they did, it better hope it wasn't anything too dramatic because China don't give a fuck. You know what? Uh, the it that has to be a nightmare to try and navigate those waters for pretty much everyone involved. Because imagine how much stress anyone at any level of the deal, like so, if it was the movie industry, from the actors all the way up. To the to the fucking heads of the of the production companies or whoever is signing the papers to pay for the fucking films, everyone is basically on edge trying to be like, all right, nobody fucking slip up and say some stupid shit about China. We can't do it, even if we agree with you. If we are going to stay in there, we have to fucking. This is this is this is what we have to do because it's true. They very I mean it's not that anything that he likely said was incorrect, but they just don't want to hear it. And they have the power oh, in yeah. terms of in terms of they don't need the market. They have more than enough people to to be happy to close out other markets. They'll just fuck you up uh, and yeah, and like, kick you uh, out. Black Adam two not going in China. Fucking uh or sorry, Black Adam not in China uh black panther 2 not in china they're they're done like they're, they don't care they're like no 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 and these movies like i do believe in in um black adam there is one scene in china like they like they make there is like oh, a really? scene because they because they want you know and the rock is relatively like celebrated in china like he's a he's a big he's a big known figure but it's not even just the star it's like it's it's the movie itself. What is the message? What kind of characters are in there? What are you like? You know, you you because the way they look at it is they don't they don't want to they they. I mean, this is going to be harsh words to use, but they don't want to infect their culture with with uh with with uh Westernized ideologies that that um you know hurt the hurt the the foundation or the fundamentals or I guess of their their own ideology. Whether you whether you side with them or not, I mean that's just a, it doesn't no, really matter. No, but that's that but that's the, that's why they're that's doing the it. Country. That's why they're yeah. doing it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. They don't they you know, they they can censor. That's why they have such huge censorship like on their internet everything. Like they don't want they don't want their people seeing certain shit. They don't want them thinking a certain way. They don't want them you know, you you got to follow you got to follow suit. So and as soon as you break that tie, man, I'm not sure what you got to do to get back in good graces. But it ain't this doesn't sound good for uh, for Blizzard, bro? When you Big look at when, when you look at a country that is willing to install hundreds of millions of cameras to keep tabs on everybody inside, you got to yep. understand you're playing with a different animal. Oh, this yeah. ain't like, like bro, they when, just kill people. They literally they just, just they just kill, <laughs> you fuck around, you're gonna find out in China straight up it's, it's just you just can't you can't it's not the same thing so yeah it's a very challenging very challenging thing that which is why it will make this all the more interesting is how this goes down it would be supremely ironic or even almost comedic to me that if it was bobby kodak at the table that was doing the negotiating i honestly can't even think oh, of who else i no. uh, you know uh, the top I don't know guy who else top, would do it top guy at the top ain't doing no he he my, my you don't think Bobby that, would want to be at the table for the Chinese deal? Well, I think I think he would be in the no. Uh, hmm. But I don't think he's the one that's that's you know going to China. He doesn't want to take that heat, so he sends like the next guy right below yeah. him, and like, I don't the, think, like the COO, like an operations officer or some shit, yeah, somebody or, that they pay a large amount of money to to do these things. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Bobby got on the phone when shit was going <laughs> you know sideways, don't. and then he ran his mouth or. 
or whatever, right? I we'll never know. fucking know, we'll but, know. It, but it kind of sucks for Microsoft that in the 11th hour while they're trying to, like, get this thing, and their, and their primary thing is mobile games, that they lose China in this fucking deal. Maybe Microsoft will have to go in and be like, hey, look, that was the old, that was the old guys. We're the new guys, all right? You gotta let, you know, we gotta get to the negotiation table, but yeah, we'll wait and see just how that all pans out. Uh, whatever, whoever does it, it's not going to be easy, and it will not be a favorable deal. Almost guaranteed that's going to be a very difficult task to, uh, to put in front of them. Uh, speaking of another incredibly difficult task, apparently it is, uh, it is as usual when they were uh, announced. The video game community was, uh, was all over the place, both in support of and, uh, and dissension towards, uh, the top six games that were picked for the Game Awards Game of the Year nominees. The, uh, the nominees this year were, or are, and this happens on the 8th of December, by the way, the Game Awards for, uh, for the actual show, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the six games were A Plague Tale Requiem, which is the, the that sequel to uh, A Plague Tale. Uh, Elden Ring, no shit. God of War Ragnarok, big surprise. Horizon uh, Forbidden West, not shocking. The last two are the ones that were Dark Horses, so Stray, which is that cat game that took over the fucking internet for a while, and uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which of all of them in the list for me, made the least amount of fucking sense. Uh, I didn't hear anyone sitting around saying anything, even my most diehard Japanese RPG uh, community members or the people I follow in socials, nobody was like, oh my god, this is the game of the year. <laughs> like, nobody said that about Xenoblade Chronicles. But you know what a lot of people did say in the critics and the community? Vampire Survivors, that $2 fucking Steam game that every creator and everyone, because it's $2, and everyone thought it was super fucking fun and, and amazing, and a lot of people were like, were saying, you know, this should probably make the list. Not because it's a super complicated game, but if you think about it, if you can take a $2 video game and have everyone play it for, like, fucking tens of hours on end, that has to be a pretty fucking good video game. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know, but the the list is is the usual suspects. Everyone knew that Elden Ring was going to be there, God of War Ragnarok was going to be there, Horizon for, uh, Forbidden West was going to be there. Um, mostly because Zelda didn't come out this year, otherwise Zelda would have been there and Horizon would have been sent to the Shadow Realm, uh, as per usual. Uh, but it does it does bring up the uh, the same question as usual with the exceptions of, of perhaps stray the types of games that get to game of the year is like the same it's kind of like the Oscars in the movies right you get you, there's a type that makes it it's an action adventure RPG almost without fail with very few outside the box of that I mean look at the big the big three that are there that's essentially what you're looking at. I would be shocked if Elden Ring doesn't take the game of the year. I can't even, it's, it's, as far as I remember, for Metacritic, I think it's still either tied for or is the highest rated game of all time. Uh, if you include the number of people that reviewed it, because there are some games, you know, that have like fucking 9.9 .9, and you look at the number of reviews, like three. three. <laughs> that's not, not the same thing, quite, uh, not quite the same thing. So I would suspect that's the case. Uh, you you played Elden Ring. I'm not crazy, right? You dipped your toes in the water for Elden Ring, didn't you? Yeah. And how did you how did you enjoy your time at Elden Ring? Because I know you played Dark Souls games before. Was it like the best Souls game that you played, or did you think that no. it lost something? No, it's not the best Souls game. I'm, I'm going to trigger a lot of people uh, when I say that. Um, Were you a Bloodborne guy then? Instead, is Bloodborne blood, still I'm your a, number I'm one? Blood, I'm Bloodborne. 
I think I don't I think, think that'll trigger. I think Bloodborne. A lot of people consider Bloodborne to be like the fucking yeah, and the, the, the tits. The, the thing that I the thing that I didn't like the most about Elden Ring, and I'm probably gonna go back and and because I didn't actually beat the game, so it's like it's hard for me to, you know, to rank a game or rate a game if I didn't actually complete it. But at the same time, if it was really like amazing, amazing, I would have finished mm. it. Mm. Um, how many bosses the, did you get? Did you get in? Because oh, apparently there's lot. like a fucking I, just I, I, shitload. Yeah, I probably fought like at least fifteen bosses. Oh, okay, probably. so you you got you got around a little bit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put in mm. some hours for sure. Um, I think the thing that 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 hurt the game the most for me, and I think it's one of the reasons why some people really loved it, was it was exactly what I was talking about before. It's just too open world. It's too. Mm. It's to choose your own adventure, which I can appreciate, especially for a game like that. But the game is so big and it's so like it's overwhelming. Like your choices are overwhelming. It's like overwhelming. Too, too much selection. Yeah. And and it's and and you'll get to certain bosses that you're just not ready for. And I don't really like that. I don't like going and fighting a boss and spending hours on it to realize like, hey, I'm severely underleveled or I'm severely mm. underskilled to be mm. here. Um and then he just there's a lot of backtracking and it's just I don't know the the pace of it I I liked I liked the Dark Souls experience where you're kind of progressing through the game and then you're kind of hitting the bosses that you belong at and there's as like you're some choice but and it's not like choice. it's not like forty dude, different fucking branching paths yeah. that you can take you, yeah you start the game and you and it literally just drops you off you can pretty much go anywhere you want like obviously yeah, there's yeah. a few places that you can't go but like you can pretty much go wherever you want. So um, is the analogy for this, like, you like, when you go to a restaurant, you like going to a place where you got a menu, but it's not a huge menu, there's not 48 pages there, you know what you're getting for the most part when you get there, you get to choose what you want, you got some selection, but it's pretty railroaded as to what you're going to get at this restaurant. Like going to the cut. You know you're getting the steak when you go to the cut. Yeah. You might not know exactly what else you're going to get there for sides and everything else, but you're going to the cut for a steak. And then there's the type of people that are like, fuck that shit, I want to go to an all-you-can-eat buffet that has about every cuisine known to man, and there's 48 rows of fucking, of fucking hot plates, and you don't know, there's breakfast food, lunch food, dinner food, desserts, fresh fruit and vegetables, some cook, some steam, some poach, baked, fried, you go into a dark corner like the one that used to be out in Bears Lake, you'd go into the fucking, like, dark corner with, like, nothing but red lights that looked like you were in a fucking photo room, and that's where they kept all the, like, Mastodon fucking, like, meat legs and shit, and you'd walk out of there looking like a caveman playing baseball with a fucking, uh, a zebra's fucking thigh, and, like, shit like this is endless! And that's great, because yeah. on paper, you're like, oh, that look, oh, well, fuck me, I can get whatever I want. But when you get there and you're looking at this field of food. It's too much, man. There's too many, too much selection. And it's, uh, it's, it's too, it's just too much. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's just too much. You know, <laughs> give me, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have an all-you-can-eat buffet, at least keep it the same genre of food. You right. know, just like a Mexican all-you-can-eat buffet. Or right. A whatever. And it's not even that the game is bad. I think mechanically the game is sound and it's a beautiful looking game. I mean, it's very impressive this the the stuff they've done with it. Like it deserves game of the year. Mm. But Jesus, man, it's um, 
you know i'm just i guess i'm just like i'm old school i I, i'm i'm just stuck in my ways as a gamer you know well i mean everyone's got their shit right some people like it super open some people like it railroaded a lot more like you're a final we talked about this last week you're a final fantasy 13 fan for that reason maybe we did agree maybe a little bit more than final fantasy 13 yeah just a little bit more not linear like final fantasy 13 was a little too linear this one is just it's way too open world it's just way too it's just too it's too open. And also since it's so open like you get lost, like you're you're just kind of running around for a long time and then you fight the same creeps over and over and over and over and over again like you'll leave an area, you'll come back and they're in the same spots and the same positions, the same things. And uh it's just kind of it's kind of it's kind of meh um mm. overall. It's like uh they had a they it's it's like they had a really great concept they have like a really solid eight hours of gameplay and then they're like let's just multiply that by 10 and just kind of spread it out because even all the bosses feel very similar it just it just felt very yeah i don't know it 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 almost i don't want to say rushed but it just felt did it feel like when they sat down and said all right we have to make this open world and we have to have like 50 bosses that yeah. maybe they were just shooting a little high They're and it was hard high, to not is yeah. because you have 50 bosses especially when you've already done because some people that are on elden ring were guaranteed to have done at least one other souls like game from FromSoft in the past so it, it, like how difficult does it get for them to eventually finally get to a point where their bosses don't start to feel samesy right like at oh, some they point do. they're going to feel samesy it's like it's yeah. hard to avoid that right yeah and the bosses were uh, yeah. i mean it could be because i've gotten better but the bosses were fairly easy too like mm. it, it didn't take a whole lot of skill to beat to beat the vast majority of these bosses and they've got like summons now and you can like it just makes the game a lot easier um but yeah overall i know i've been kind of harping on the game it's a great game so i i had i had fun with it i just didn't have the patience to to sit around for 50 60 hours i i there isn't a lot of games it's not even elden ring it could be a fucking any game really at this point i just don't have 50 or 60 hours of commitment to play to play a single player game multiplayer game yeah i can easily put in 50 60 100 200 300 hours over a period of time but to play a story mode for 50 60 hours i just I ain't got. I don't have time for that shit. Is, is that some? Is some of that because because when you do have to take an extended break, you come back, you feel like you're completely fucking lost as to where where you last were, uh, or is it that it just takes so long for you to get through the whole game that you lose interest in the story because like after a while, it's just not as interesting. Like you just kind of like lose yeah. your your. I think your it's. Will. I think it's a little bit of column A and column B, mm. and then also I just think it's like I just don't have a whole lot of free time anyway. And mm. I guess, you know, I mean, who am I kidding? Like, if if I if I was streaming the game and and it was like blowing up in numbers and stuff, like obviously I'll fucking play the game for fifty sixty. <laughs> I'll play yeah, it course. for three four hundred hours, you know, if yeah, I'm yeah. fucking making money off it. But like, that's because I'm making money off it. Like, I gotta be honest <laughs> with myself. Am I gonna sit there and play the game for free, like, and and pay for it, and then play it for <laughs> play it, not get paid? The answer is yes, but not for 50, 60, 70, 80 hours. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's actually kind of like my concern. I haven't played Elden Ring yet. I'm saving it. Uh, I'm saving it for when I'm out of the, you know, into the new place. And, and it will be probably one of the first not multiplayer games that I will sit down and, and play that are newer. 
when that happens. And and my concerns, I'm a little bit more tolerant to open world stuff because my favorite series is you know Elder Scrolls. But Elder Scrolls also does a really good job of giving you an open world, but still railroading you in ways. And and my concern is the moment that you take like some of those limitations off, and it sounds like maybe that's what Elden Ring is like. It's literally just. That's it. Have at Go. it. Go. Good luck. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. I'll have to I'll have to wait and find out. But uh, but yeah. Either way, I would be shocked if Elden Ring doesn't take fucking game of the year. That would be very very surprising to me indeed. Uh, although we did have upsets before last year, it was what uh, it takes two. You know that indie game uh, won last year. So you never know. Uh, also related to the Game Awards, they announced, you know, all, all the categories and the Content Creator of the Year nomination list was released. And even though I feel like it's there because I, I think that Jeff Keighley, well, I know Jeff Keighley liked the guy. Um, I feel like it was a, almost like a, uh, if they didn't, they, they were afraid that they would have people yell at them. Uh, but Nibelian, actually, the Nibel, the guy that, uh, that stepped away from Twitter a couple weeks ago, that uh, that you know every podcast gaming podcast on on Earth uh, got fucked for uh, when he left uh, is on that list. We'll we'll see what comes out. I doubt he's going to win, but he's on the list. And otherwise, other than that, I don't have the rest of the uh, of the people here. But it's it's the usual fucking suspects. It's content creator of the year is the usual fucking people. Uh, really, the list could be reduced to like Mr. Beast, fucking Ludwig. XQC. Cuties Cinderella. Call it a day. <laughs> That's like the, it's like the, it's the same. It's gonna be like the same uh fucking uh um uh um uh fucking uh what's her name? Oh my god, how do I it's probably a good thing I don't remember her name. Anyway, it's like the same fucking like seven people on rotation. Um Lastly, for gaming news, in news that I didn't expect to see, Mr. Black, Sonic the Hedgehog's original series alumnus, Yuji Naka. Pokimane is who I'm thinking of, yeah. I, she might be on the list, I have no fucking clue. Uh, Yuji Naka has been reportedly arrested during an insider trading investigation at Square Enix, which was, especially, uh, I guess, specifically for his instance, about something to do with the Dragon Quest series. I don't know if it was the mobile version of Dragon Quest or what. Uh, but yeah, straight up fucking arrested for insider trading. There you go. I didn't know there was enough money in anything that Square Enix made other than Final Fantasy XIV uh, to warrant any amount of insider training, but, uh, trading, but uh, evidently it happened. And now uh, Mr. Uh, Yuji Naka is, uh, yeah, as Dapier said, he didn't go fast enough. Should have tried harder. And that's all I got for gaming news this week, Mr. Black. Which means it's time to sell out and tell the world Especially Blizzard, now that they're kicked out of China, how they might be able to get back in with our sponsor. Well, you can do it. You can do it by getting NordVPN. <laughs> you can go to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT and get yourself a massive discount plus four bonus months. And it does work in China. All right. So <laughs> you can go ahead, mask your IP, try and get your games in there. Um, good luck with that uh <laughs> blizzard because you're gonna need it uh but for those that are watching and listening you can stay safe and anonymous when you're on the internet whether you're at home or you're traveling you're at a friend's house starbucks on the airplane doesn't matter where you're at you can use the app uh they have it for your mac your pc your smartphone 
your TV. You can hook it directly up to your router. There's no programming needed whatsoever. So all you have to do is a click of a button, and you're in, and you're good. The servers are quick, fast, reliable. They're always open, ready to go. So make sure that you guys go check them out. Use that promo code OTT. Uh, take take a, you know, take um, what was I gonna say? Take. I'm having a bit of a brain fart. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I had. I was gonna, dude, I've had four or five of those bro, today so far. Yeah, listen, guys, just go down there and take a look at the at, at what they have to offer. All right, because it's it's. <laughs> That's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at. Listen, it's Friday. I'm not used to selling out on a Friday. All right. I'm not who I used to be, guys. I'm not who I used to be. I used to be, used to be on the ball, be able to sell out real easy. Guys, NordVPN. All right. Use that promo code. Support the sponsor. Support the stream. Support yourself. Guys, watch different regions of Netflix. Click of a button. Watch different streaming content. Because I know you get locked out, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, websites, not available in this region. It is when you got NordVPN, the click of a button. Guys, it's less than a cup of coffee a month. Straight up. So make it happen. Think about it. And if you're up for renewal, use the promo code OTT. That's it. There it is. Bro, I... I <laughs> First of all, it's time for... Movies and TV... I, uh, brain farts are real today. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. We, when we were out, we got the flu shot or whatever. And then, uh, and then we'd go get a little bit of groceries and I was about three quarters of the way home. And despite being in a grocery store for like 45 minutes, I had to actively try to remember any part of that 45 minutes of being in the grocery store. I was in the car and I thought, where was I just at? Where am I coming from? And I actually sat there. I started getting concerned. I was like, I know I was somewhere. Where the fuck was I? And then eventually I was like, oh, wait. I look back and I see grocery bags. I'm like, right. The grocery store. Yeah. So I'm with you. The, the brain, just sometimes you wake up. The brain does not follow suit. It stays in bed all day. I can, uh, I can sympathize. Uh, looks like Tom Holland won't be going anywhere as reports came in this week that he has re-signed to play Spider-Man at least one more time. Uh, although with a movie deal like this, or, or with Spider-Man, I doubt it's just one. It's probably multiple. Uh, but, uh, but for now, at least one. Which is good. I mean, I guess, I, I've never been a big Spider-Man movie guy, uh, but, uh, but I know you've seen them all. Has Tom, where's Tom Holland rank for you in the, in the Spider-Man pantheon in modern Spider-Man? Because we've had a few. Yeah. That's a tough one. Mmm! That's a tough one. Um, so he's, he, he doesn't sound like he's number one. I don't think so, man. Whoa. I don't think so. I don't that think is, so. that's, I that's, think, that's the spiciest I, take of the day right there. I don't think it's that spicy, man. I think Toby, I think Toby Maguire is, is pretty iconic. <laughs> and I also think Andrew Garfield, uh, the best actor out of all three of them. I, I can see that. Had I the, see that. oh, by substantially. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think Andrew Gar, I think, hmm, fuck. Andrew Garfield, <laughs> I, I, I think if Andrew Garfield was given the same material that 
Tom Holland was given. That's like the dream. He's easily number one. Easily. I just think Andrew Garfield got the shitty end of the stick. Um, I think if Andrew Garfield came back as like the Spider-Man, um, I think it would be celebrated. Uh, I do like Tom Holland. I like him a great deal. I think he's, I think Tom Holland is a, is a great, um, I think he's Tom a really Holland, good all around talent, right? I mean, the dude is. can dance. He can do like, he's like a broad, he'll probably do Broadway later in life or some shit kind of a deal. Yeah. I, I think, I, I, I think Tom Holland is a really good Spider-Man. I'm not totally sold on the Peter Parker mm. part. Um, what if we did this? Who's the best Spidey? Who's the best Peter? Does that change things up? The best Peter. Oof. I think the best <laughs> I think the best Peter Parker is Toby Maguire. And I think the best Spider-Man. Oh man. It's hard. It's hard. I want to say Tom Holland. Because I think he's just the most naturally gifted in terms of like like the things that you just said from an action standpoint. Um, I also like Tom Holland's energy. Like I like his voice as as a um, as Spider Man. Mm. But also Tom Holland is just so fresh on my mind as Spider Man. So you know, but there's just something about Tobey Maguire's Spider Man that's just. For me, and it's because it's what I grew up with. Yeah, and yeah. there's just something about Tobey Maguire that was very. Um, well, he's know, definitely the right kind of like awkward for 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 playing Peter, right? Like he's definitely of the three guys, he's the least suave. He's not. You look at him, and at no, and this is no slight to the guy. There is not a single ounce of suave that comes off of Tobey Maguire. And, and, and like, that's why like in the movies, like the dancing meme and all that shit came out of that shit. Cause he's, yeah. but it's perfect for, for a Peter Parker in the comic book sense in that regard, where he's kind of like the awkward guy. But as the Spider-Man, man, I mean, I actually think Tom Holland's the worst Spider-Man. Oh, ah, or is I he, think... is he the worst or is he just that he's the mid for, for Peter and Spidey no. where the other two I... are the best of, of Listen. the others? I think Toby. I think I think I think Toby did better, and okay. I think Andrew Garfield did better. Ah, I think I think Tom Holland has gotten so much help from the big MCU and all the big stars around That's him. That's fair. And I also think you know Zendaya has a is a big part of the Spider-Man success as well. I think if you just take Tom Holland as just a Spider-Man with no major huge time co-stars and Avengers and all this other stuff, I think. I think his I think he's the worst. But with that being said, I still really like Tom Holland. I think they all do a good job. I just if you put me on the spot, I don't I don't I don't think he's it, man. I don't speaking, I don't think he's the one. Speaking of the Avengers then then when it comes to Spider Man, the, the Spidey in the Avengers is is canonically like the super young, barely started Spider Man, right? Like that, that yes. so what age of Spider-Man did the did Garfield play when he was doing the films would he have been able to pull off for example the I don't feel so good Mr. Stark as well as a Tom Holland yeah I think a, he, well yeah I mean Tom Holland did a really good job at the uh, in, in that scene like Tom yeah. Holland's good man he's good and he can act like Tom Holland's a better actor than Toby Maguire for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but Garf 
Andrew Garfield like trumps them both for sure. Yeah, He's yeah, a way yeah. way better dramatic actor. I just think I just think uh, Tom Holland. Uh, I, yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe I just don't resonate with this version of Tom Holland uh, or sorry mm. of of Spider Man as much as the other two. The other two were a bit more mature. But I will say, in the last Spider Man movie, Tom Holland did a did an, a bang up job at acting. Uh, you know, but man, Andrew Garfield stole the fucking show. Like even in the dramatic, dramatic scenes that Tom Holland has, and Andrew Garfield is there. I mean, shit. Even Tobey Maguire acted really well in this movie. They all did a good job. But Andrew Garfield, dude, that guy came in and he he basically said, "I got fucked on my on my Spider Man run, so I'm coming back." And I'm going to make it whole and I'm just going to fucking I'm just going to outperform everybody. And I think that's what he did, man. I think he stole the show. So here's a weird comparison for you just for fun. So so is the and I only say this because when you first started framing framing this, you were talking about how how if if Toby or Garfield got uh, got the same treatment for the script, the writing, the star power, all that stuff. If that had come together for him in the same way, maybe it would have been different. Maybe they would have been able to do an even better job. If you had to say which of the three, or which of those two, McGuire or Garfield, who is the Pierce Brosnan in this situation, where everyone always points at like Pierce Brosnan's uh, uh, 007 portrayal in the 90s, and look at the writing in those movies in the 90s, and then say, well, if you took Pierce Brosnan and, put, and gave it the treatment that the modern guys got or or fucking specifically daniel craig are we having Gar the same conversation garfield it's garfield? garfield for sure garfield garfield got fucked that whole amazing spider-man thing he just got fucked on the scripts weren't that good the villains were pretty bad it was just in a weird a weird time um was yeah. he just one did he, was he just one film garfield two two, two. okay um the toby Maguire. here's the thing I think if Toby Maguire, I think Tom Holland does a better job than Toby Maguire with the current MCU. So if mm. you if you took Toby Maguire and put him in in place of Tom Holland, Tom Holland does a better job. Okay. Just he does a better job. I think he does a better job at connecting with the audience in terms of like this generation. I think he does a better job with the action. I think he does a better job with um, with the collaborative work and kind of being uh, a side character amongst the Avengers and stuff. There's a there's just an innocence to Tom Holland that Tobey Maguire couldn't do. But I believe if Andrew Garfield was put in the same position as Tom Holland, that Andrew Garfield would be an even more celebrated Spider-Man than Tom Holland. Hmm. Hmm. But could he have done as good a job doing Rihanna's umbrella? No. <laughs> no. Tom Holland is a hell of a dancer and an entertainer for sure. That that but, show peaked when Tom Holland came out and did Umbrella. That there yeah. was no there was no more up. That shit that buried that show. They should never have shown it. That should have been the the finale of the entire show. As soon as that Bro, came up. Yeah, I'm, I, dude. I'm gonna change. The more I talk about, it, I'm gonna change my answer. I think. I think. Oh Andrew my Garfield, god! Okay. I think, I think Andrew Garfield might actually be the best Spider-Man ever. And, and I'm dub I double down on that after seeing what he's done in the latest <laughs> movie. I actually think. I actually think 
Garfield is a superior Spider-Man and Peter Parker than both of them. Uh, but they all do a phenomenal job. I think Tobey Maguire's campiness of like the, the, the early 2000s, I think that worked. I think Andrew Garfield worked, but the scripts and every the studio didn't know it was. And then the Tom Holland stuff just works because like they just they just knew what was going on. But you put Andrew Garfield where Tom Holland is, I think it's I think they're even better. I, I I wish I could say more about it from my side. All I can say is that I do think that Garfield is the superior actor. That's about all I can say about it. Uh, I, well, the obvious. So I think Garfield is the better actor overall. I don't think he crushes Tom Holland acting, but I think he is better overall. And then obviously Tom Holland is the oh, better. I think he's significant better. I really? Think Do you think he's significantly better? I think he's on a whole nother level. Do you think some of that's actually just like age difference and, and experience? Do you think Holland's got it in him, or do you think he's going to be forever just like the boyish guy no, I, that? I, I think Tom Holland is a is is a fine actor. He's mm. totally he's totally fine. Just I've watched the vast majority of Andrew Garfield's work, and I'm telling you, he is on a whole like if there is a a a, a like Tom Holland is is Leonardo DiCaprio level of an actor. Okay. He's like, he's like, um, I mean, that's, like high, a, that's high up there. That's, that shit's fucking high up there. He's that good. Okay. He's, he's that fucking good. Tom Holland is like the level of, uh, of like, oh man. Fuck you. I mean, you said you just pegged, you just pegged Leo. So now where do you go from there? Um, <laughs> uh, Tom Holland is kind of like the level of, oh shit. <laughs> you might have painted yourself in a corner on, the, on that one. I'm gonna have to think about it. Um. Oh, trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'll think about it. But Andrew Garfield, you could put him in a in a Martin Scorsese film, and he's gonna do just fine. You put Tom Holland in there, he's gonna feel out of place. Okay, I see what you mean. Uh, like, t Andrew Garfield's an actor's actor. All right, okay, like, I get a, you. He's an actor. Like, Tom what Holland we... is now like a Hollywood kind of... So you know what I would say? You know? I would say Garfield is Leo, and I would say Holland is Damon. Damon? Matt Damon, in terms oh, of Matt. levels. Whoa. Matt Damon? Because I put Damon just... Like, uh, for the reasons you're stating, I think if you yeah. put Matt Damon in a Scorsese, he can make it work, but he's not necessarily that guy. Whereas if you put Leo in a Scorsese, clearly Leo is going to be that guy. And Damon's a, a fucking phenomenal writer and producer and all that shit, but I put him just a fucking cock hair below Leo. If that's your time, if you're talking about an actor's actor... Mm. And not just an overall talent. Like I would, I, if I had to pick a guy to do production or writing, I'm choosing Matt Damon over Leo. But if I need an actor's actor, mm. I'm going in that age in that age range anyway. I, yeah, I'm going Leo. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that with that opinion. I think it's a fair one. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Andrew Garfield, 
come back to Spider-Man and and all will be like if if and all will do you, be well. Do you think there's a chance that they actually yes. would bring it back? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Especially with the multi multiverses and all these different Spider-Man, I, I I actually think that if Tom Holland only does one more Spider-Man movie, Garfield's then next. I up? actually think Andrew Garfield might come back. Like I think that he might actually, and he would do it, and he would do it. Uh, but I, I would suck to see Tom Holland go. I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So mm. br- bring them all, bring them all back. Bring br- the last Spider-Man movie was amazing. Like bring, you, bring them all back. Do you think that before Tom Holland hangs up the, the suit that, that they'll bring him out to do a, uh, to try and do a mature Spider-Man with Tom Holland? Or do you think they'll forever kind of try and keep him in that, that, uh, baby face pocket? You know what I mean? No, I, I think I think in the last Spider-Man movie we started to see it. They're we starting to, to, see to the, build the into more, that the more mature, more mature Spider-Man. So I think the next movie that we get it isn't going to be this like wide-eyed Spider-Man, like oh, <laughs> whoa, oh, you know. I think he's he's seasoned now. There's been death. There's been you know uh, he's just been through it. So you know, I do like the arc of this current Spider-Man. I I think um, yeah. Anyway, enough of Spider-Man. There you go. There you go. Uh, not particularly happy news, to say the least, but uh, sadly for many, the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy, passed away this week. Uh, after many years of battling intestinal cancer, he was 66 years of age. Uh, for me, if, he, if we're talking Batmans, he is Batman to me for the voice, easily. Uh, I think he did... I think he did everything you could hope for for what Batman is in my mind. Like, the animated series is Batman to me. None of the modern movies ever actually really felt like Batman to me the same way the animated series did in terms of uh, a great number of things. I think the animated series did everything Batman better than any of the movies ever did in terms of um, humanizing Batman, showing the uh, the range of Batman as a character from um his own personal uh battles to trying to con- uh, trying to actually be the 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 superhero i think that uh they did the best job at interacting batman with the the villains without making it feel like batman was the side character and the villain was the main player which has always been my main con- not concern but my gripe with the modern batman films is every villain always outshines the batman and batman always feels like it's taking a back seat to the villains um so for me conroy is easily batman and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that you get to hear uh, you know, you didn't, you got to hear Mark Hamill be the Joker alongside of Conroy's Batman. What a fucking, no pun intended, dynamic duo, uh, for that show. And, uh, and yeah, sad, 66 years of age, intestinal cancer. But I thought, I think it was many years he's been battling that. And that's a tough one. And an all too common one, which is as two men getting to that age as well. If you're in this age group, for the love of God, make sure that every, you know, once in a while, one every year or two, you get in and get yourself your shit checked. Uh, have your, uh, have your colonoscopies. Nobody likes it. It's not fun. But do it. Get screened for that shit. Um, because it it is an increasingly common, uh, disease that, uh, is not fun to, to, to have to, uh, combat. Uh, but yeah, sadly, uh, sadly lost, uh, lost him this week. And of course, just about every voice actor on the planet came out and fucking mourned that, because he was such a, a, a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal talent. Um, other than that, 
Any other movie and TV news? Em and I got one episode of House of Dragon left. We are one last episode to go. Spoiler alert. It's fucking good. <laughs> it is good. I, I have... I have nothing to, I don't think I have, uh, really, uh, I don't think I births. have a, <laughs> well, that, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the births, they, at least, at least, the, at least the, after the first one, they didn't, like, have to show in great detail everything that was going on, but yeah, lots of births, and, uh, uh, I will say that after watching the first season of The Witcher, and how they fumbled time jumps, this was a really well done show for all the time jumping that they did. It was not confusing. I immediately knew what was going on. I wasn't ever sitting there going, you know, what timeline are we in? Where in the fuck are we? Like they did a really good job with it. Uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing this, this last episode and see how it all, how it all comes to a, a head uh, before we have to wait uh, another six years for the next fucking season. Uh, which is the worst part about Game of Thrones is that you're, there's always like a two-year fucking time lapse between, uh, between seasons. I think it's two years, isn't it? Like, we're going to have to wait? Yeah. It's not, yeah. That's all. I think 2024. Fuck. Yeah. You basically have to rewatch the whole fucking show before the next one comes out so long in between seasons. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very, uh, very good. Um, and, uh, and we already talked about how apparently last week you were telling me, regaling me with how amazing... Love is Blind is. I told Em about this yesterday because we had tomorrow. Em and I are just spending the whole day together because she leaves on Sunday. Oh, Love is, and, Love is Blind. That's a quick binge, man. And I said, I said, do you want to binge that? And she said, when I get back, I don't want to leave here stressed. <laughs> I was like, fair. Okay. Yes. I understand. As entertaining as those shows are, it can be stressful to watch the people uh, burning you know, like a dumpster fire for uh, for episodes on end. So... Uh, we'll, we'll check that out, uh, when she returns, but, uh, yeah, other, other than that, I don't think there was too much. Did you see Black Panther yet? You said, I think you said you went and got a, a morning viewing in. I did. And how did you feel about, uh, Wakanda Forever? Um, I liked it. I, I have to see it again. Okay. Um, there are decisions that they made that I loved, and then there mm -hmm. was decisions that they made that I hated. Okay. Um... I did not leave the theater as amped as I did the first one. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can appreciate what they did and how they did it. Um, I really love the villain, the Namor mm -hmm. or Namor, mm -hmm. um, even though they call him Namor and Namor in the movies. Um, uh, I really, really like that, 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 that villain. It's really... I don't even he's not even really an anti-hero. He's actually a villain in this in in this in the movie. And you can relate to him, you know why he's doing the things that he's doing and you can also agree with what he's doing. Um there's uh there's a character Ironheart um uh I think it's like Riri Riri Williams or whatever. I I couldn't stand that character. I she had no business even being in the movie. They only brought her in so that they can promote this Ironheart show that's coming out. And that whole arc was basically pointless, in my opinion. Um, uh, like, I know why she was there. I get it. But, like, the movie could have been 20 minutes shorter without her in there, and it probably would have done the movie justice. I know a lot of people complained about the length of the film. It's a long 
Like you're in the theater for about three hours. Like it's two hours <laughs> and 41 minutes or 44 oh. minutes or something. Okay. Um, so it's a long movie, but that part didn't actually bug me any. Cause I was, I was thoroughly entertained pretty much the whole way through. It's a pretty emotional movie, especially the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. Uh, it's pretty intense. Um, but with that being said, there's just there's just some fundamental decisions that they made that I'm like, God damn, like why why did you do that? This movie could have been like epic, epic. Um the the send-off wasn't as um it wasn't as impactful as say Fast and the Furious was for Paul Walker. Um Dude, they hit was- that so fucking well though, that fucking oh, Paul they did. Walker. My God. They did, and I think, I think they got about seventy percent of the way there, which is pretty good. Which, when you consider how good, good the send off for Walker was, yeah, yes, which was which was was pretty good, especially since they didn't use any like digital, like they did with Paul Walker. The thing was is with Paul Walker is they were still filming the movie when he passed away. You know, this one he was already gone, so um, before they started filming, so. Um, you know, the challenge was definitely different. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to talk about it without giving spoilers. So I don't yeah, want to course. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but in a future podcast, we can we we can we can sit down and, and talk about the things that, you know, we really liked or didn't like. Yeah, but yeah. overall, like I left the theater saying like a seven. But now that I really think about it, it's more of an eight. And I, I think if I watched it again. It might go up a little bit more. Um, but you can definitely feel Chadwick Boseman's presence not being there. Um, but the, the, you could, I think what made it really emotional, like the movie itself is the actors. You can like, you can clearly see the pain and like, it's not even acting. Like, there are things within this movie without, I can't spoil, but there are things, even the way that they explain uh, Black Panther's demise and stuff, it's very real. And 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 they did it in such a way that was still respectful, where they're not kind of capitalizing on his death or using it as a, as a tool to, to elevate the movie. They were very respectful. But like the whole movie is about loss and grief and how different people grieve in their own ways and some go a path and some take a different one. And and then you've got the queen kind of holding the whole thing together, um, which Angela Bassett is a, an absolute goddess. And she is, I mean, wow. She has like three incredible scenes in this movie. Like one of them is like, she can get nominated for an Oscar. It's so powerful. Um like those things alone is worth a movie ticket, uh, but it's still a Marvel movie, and you know they just so, get form- in, they so just like get formulaic Marvel kind of thing. It's pretty formulaic, but it, what's nice is and I, and I, later on that night I actually watched the new Thor: Love and Thunder for the first time. Oh, okay, here at home, and Black Panther Two is a a better movie, without a doubt. Um, the love and thunder is it's almost like watching a parody of Thor. And then it, I had my guard up so much 
that like I didn't really enjoy the movie until about an hour and 30 minutes in where I'm like, okay, just let your guard down, Jeff, and just go with this. Because like, and once I did that, like I was enjoying the movie a lot more and, and I didn't hate it, but like, man, what a, what a fall from grace it was to go from Ragnarok to, to love and thunder. I mean, geez, it's like, uh, Ragnarok's like a nine and a half. This is like a six. Um, oh, like it's, it's I completely. Saw, I saw a clip from the love and thunder just like three days ago. And somebody said, why does this look like a PlayStation five commercial? And it was the scene. It was a scene where, where Thor, and I don't know who the girl is, but she's wielding, like, she's got like this fucking massive hammer and they're running out of like, I don't know. It looks like a fucking cottage or some shit. And they're running out, and it's all in slow motion, and it just looks. It looks. It they were they said a PlayStation Five commercial. The shit looked yeah. like a fucking PlayStation Five commercial. Well, the, and I I even I even said that when Kale and I was watching the movie, I'm like, look at the way this is filmed. It, it looks like. It looks like number one. It looks like they're on a green screen, which they are. But like it 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 looks like a bad, like a parody. It it's it's almost like if Marvel were to make a movie that was so self-aware and they were almost making fun of themselves. But at the same time, there was a level of seriousness uh, to it. It's just kind of hard to explain. And it took a long time. It literally took about an hour and a half into the movie where I, I just let my guard down. I said, okay, Jeff, stop. This is obviously not the, you just left black Panther two, And like, this is not the Marvel that that is for you, but like, just, let it go and enjoy it. And, and when I did that, I, I didn't mind it. Like, um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, anyway. It was definitely, it two, definitely looks campy though. Like it, it, it was super looked, campy. It was, super, yeah. it was Taika Waititi just going to Taika Waititi. It's too, <laughs> it's too, it was too much. It was too Never much. Never go full Taika Waititi. Is that what you Yeah, said? it was almost, yeah. And even like the guardians that were in it, like even their scenes was very like, it was very campy. It was very like, the bad jokes, the bad, it was just bad. Um, although there was goats in this, that was like the funniest part of the movie. And it was like <laughs> sort of this reoccurring um, thing. Recurring that joke. That was funny as fuck, and I laughed every time. And <laughs> I was pretty fucking high when I watched the movie, too. Um, and, and like for me to still not really enjoy it all that much. When That's like unfortunate. I'm super, you know, I'm, I'm basically baked. Um, you know, I wasn't smoking weed, but like I took some oils and stuff before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And like that night, I I had taken a little bit more than I normally do. So I was like, I was already, I was feeling pretty good. Like I was like, I, I was I was eating a bunch of junk food. And I'm sitting here watching. And I just want to laugh. And it's like, you know, uh, I still didn't overly enjoy the movie. That's unfortunate. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but Black Panther two, good, not great, but good. And it was nice because it was it was back to the Marvel that I like. It was like sort of this serious Marvel. You've got a couple of characters that are like putting in the Marvel jokes. The the jokes kind of worked. So it wasn't like this stupid forced Marvel shit where they're trying to like everyone's being a comedian. There was only like maybe two characters that actually, you know, really ca came in with the with the pun like the the punchlines and they were hitting for the most part. Um, so that was nice. Uh, but overall eight. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty good. You know, eight yeah. is a good number. It's good. Second eight. best Marvel movie of the year. What was the first? Shang-Chi. Oh, fuck. That was this year. Yeah. I think it was the beginning of this year. <laughs> time, time really doesn't fucking mean anything. 
Anyway, I'd like if you told me that, I'd be like, oh yeah, it came out like last November. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for movies and TV, I think. Which means it's time to squeak yeah. in a little bit of tax support. <laughs> patreon.com slash lag tv is the place to go if you want to financially support the podcast for ten dollars or more a month you get a couple of things chiefly you get to ask us a question each and every week on a post that i put up on a podcast called tech support you ask the questions we have the answers uh henry asks what's one hobby you've always wanted to get into but it seems too expensive to start uh he says mine is metal forging that I'm, there there are some items you need to buy for metal forging that, you know, I mean, now you're talking about an entire garage just dedicated to metal forging. So yes, that would be expensive, uh, for sure. But yeah, do you have anything that you've ever looked at as a hobby and you were like, man, I just can't justify how fucking expensive that would be to get into it? No, no. <laughs> um, I'm just going to be honest. I can pretty much afford to do whatever I want. True. So if, you know, if they're, you know, I'm not going to Back in the day, though, like, was there like, what was the thing before you had the, the, the dollars to do it? Was there anything that you like kind of wanted to get into, but you never did at the time because it was just going to be too crazy? Um, I mean, I think the closest thing is, is, is golf. It's probably the closest thing. And, but I did pick it up and I did play for a long time. Yeah. My mom, like, you know, she paid for it and she couldn't afford to do it for sure. But, you know. She uh golf and, and the golf course that expensive. we went to. Oh yeah, it's even more expensive now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like as a young adult, so like yeah. when I was in my like 19, 20, 21, I still loved golf and I had friends that would go golfing all the time, but mm. like I just couldn't do it as much as I wanted to because it was so expensive. Um, same with paintballing. Like I as a kid, I was really into paintballing. It was pretty yeah. cheap as a kid, but like as an adult, you start getting like that was also pretty expensive. But I can't really think of like anything, like that's the thing. Like the way I live my life now is, for example, if I if I really wanted to golf, and it, and it was going to cost me, you know, uh, I don't know, five thousand dollars a year to 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 golf, I, I would just go do it. Um, you know, it, it's yeah, it's it's expensive and it's a lot of money, but if it's something I really want to do, like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna and go five thousand years for a primary hobby is actually not like. Insane. It's not insane, but like yeah. it's, it's still a decent that's amount still, of money. That's I a mean, lot of money, but it's not like there are some hobbies where like you're, if it's your primary bitch, yeah, you know. But I would imagine like golf, you probably spend about five k for the season. Like if you're gonna go yeah. out and you're gonna you know pay play uh pay a hundred hundred and twenty hundred and thirty dollar round of golf, and yeah, you're yeah. gonna do that you know four or five times a week, not including any lessons or driving ranges or equipment, gear, travel, like. Probably spending five grand is, is 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 it's probably how much it would cost. Oh, for sure. Um, for for us that it's very seasonal here, but if you know if you lived in like well, California I was about or to say, something, if you're, yeah, it, there you know you could probably be spending twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, yeah. to play on these courses. And now you know now that that type of money now I'm going okay. Even today I'm going okay. I, maybe I don't no. Know about, yeah, <laughs> maybe when I retire. But like now, no, no, no. That's like a down payment for a house or a property like every year. Yeah, I, that's that's getting crazy. Too much, too much. That's getting crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've never had like any. Uh, there's not been a lot of hobbies that I've that I've been interested in that are crazy. Uh, golf is probably the best example. And even then, like Jeff was saying when we were younger, especially because it's seasonal here, and um, 
and and the courses we went to weren't insane. We could have. Yeah. I mean, it's not that there aren't courses here in the city that you couldn't go to and spend three hundred and fifty dollars around on. That oh, totally, sure hundred like, percent exists exists uh, exists here. But that wasn't what we were, where we were going. You know, we were going somewhere that was like thirty, forty five bucks around on right. a high end, and yeah. and that's where we golfed. And and so, you know, that was that was fine. So beyond that, I mean, yeah, I've never. I've never been like super. I'd say probably, if there was anything that I never got into uh, that might have been too expensive, maybe it would just have been um, uh, collectible cards and shit. Because I've I've always been. But but the reason why it'd be even worse for me is because uh, it's the it's the cardboard crack. It's opening a booster pack. So if you're gonna actually collect cards, you don't go out and buy like a fucking whole box. Maybe you do it once when the series first comes out. Then you go to a local boutique store and you buy singles. You're not you're yeah. not fucking like let me roll the dice on yeah. fifty thousand packs of fucking boosters and open that shit. Uh, so it's a little different. But that shit, you know, we did that when we were young too. But there was a ceiling to it because you can only go through so much fucking money with that with that shit. And convince your parents. Uh, and back then, a booster was like four ninety nine. I don't know what a booster yeah. is now, but it ain't four ninety nine. I'm almost positive. Yeah, it's a different animal entirely. So, but I've never been like into figure painting. Like Warhammer was never a thing that interests me. I know Warhammer is where you where your money goes to die. Like that's a really fucking bad one. People spend a shitload of money on it. Uh, even if you're just playing Magic: The Gathering at anything above a super casual level, you're looking at five, six, seven hundred dollars for a deck. Yeah, and that shit changes with relative frequency and depending on the style of play that you're doing. So, you know, things like. But that, thankfully, that was never of interest to me. So I, I think I avoided if it. I, if I had to pick a thing now that mm. that would be like, okay, it's a bit too expensive, would be just a lot of travel. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just to tr like just travel, see different parts of the world. You know, dude, it took like, no time for prices on airplane shit to go fucking bonkers. Oh yeah, bro. Well, actually, what's nice is now we've got fucking we've got flare and we've got um uh uh spirit. I think it's flare yeah, spirit, and spirit. Yeah, spirit to go to get like down south. No, like uh, well here in Canada. So yeah. Oh, now Canada, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we've got dude. Uh. I when I went to Montreal, it was a hundred and fifty-eight dollars return. Holy shit! Hundred fifty-eight bucks. Um, I'm flying to Toronto on Monday. Was the airplane safe to be in? Yeah, bro. It, it, <laughs> it, and, and you know you can't fly first class. There's like they're old, well, they're old planes. But bro, it's a two-hour flight. I mean, what do you it, really? It, it's a, it was an hour and forty-minute flight, <laughs> and it cost me a hundred and fifty-eight dollars. Now I didn't have any check bags. I only had a, a book bag with with a uh, extra. But you just add 50 bucks if you're checking a bag. 25. 25? 20, $25. And that's return. Damn. Bro, Damn. Anywhere in Canada. So, like, to fly from here to BC yeah. will cost me $200. Wow. Return. How are they getting and enough volume for that, though? That's the insane. Flights are, the flights are jam-packed every time. Well, they would be. Yeah, oh, the like, my God. Sold out. Sold out every flight. And and uh, it's incredible. Like I, I can't believe. And uh, and and of course, you know the, the the powers that be are trying to get them to because of the way that the they they've raised money. They've raised money out of Canada, and so now they've got to change how they're how they're um they're in, where they get their investors or something. I, I could be talking a little bit of my ass, but like 
like the the other regulatory bodies are, are interested in how they're only yeah. charging one hundred and seventy dollars or whatever for a correct correct and they and and it's it's undermining the the other airlines by like like three four times like yeah no I was joke. about to say like that's normally that would be yeah. the, a cheap flight to Montreal would be like four hundred dollars yes and that's cheap that's cheap that's cheap like you could spend seven like on average. On average, to go to Montreal is between five and six hundred dollars. If you go to Air Canada, uh, WestJet, or yeah, any yeah. Of those. these guys, Fuck. bro, I'm super cheap. Super That's cheaper than cheap. Porter, and Porter was like the first one that came in and really yep. fucked the game up. Yep, yep, uh, yep. For the others, planes Holy were fine. Shit, service was great. Um, you know, you're getting bare minimal. You don't get a plug for your phone. You don't get, you know, your seat doesn't go back very far. It's a two-hour flight. Bro, and it's, it doesn't it matter. $158. Holy shit. It's basically well, like, dude, I spent more money in gas going to fucking Truro. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah, 100%. I'm not joking. Oh, like, well, that's no literally question. like what, what it is Well, the fill the truck's probably $350 hour, like right now. Each way. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. It's literally nuts. Yeah, we were looking at our flights for uh, Philippines next year, trying to book ahead of time, and uh, just looking for deals. You know, Black Friday, and you know, the the typical this day of the week where Batman's jerking off in your front yard during the rains and all that, like whatever fucking voodoo shit you got to get. You know, using like a fucking VPN, you know, NordVPN.com/slash/ott, using a fucking like Onion browser, trying to like get away from them giving you these crazy expensive flights. Yep. No, you're just going to get reamed. You go to the Philippines, you're getting reamed, bro. bro. Get ready bro. to spend thousands. Bro. Get ready. A single a single return ticket is like three grand plus. Yep. And that's without, that's without like your stay bro, you there or anything. you fly to the Philippines, you better do all the things that you need to oh, do. Oh, we're, do- oh, we're doing trip. it. You better do, you better do it all. You better do it. You better do it all. She's got this thing fucking scheduled out. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sour because I'm going to be crammed into like, Fucking like sardine oh, yeah. can shit for like you're gonna all stand over out. The place. You're gonna stand out like a fucking sore thumb. <laughs> you're gonna be like this six six fucking giant pasty ass white dude coming through the Philippines. Can't fucking fit in a fucking one of them little mini vehicles they got going around in the streets. You'll be on fucking pedal bikes. Your knees will be touching your fucking chin. It's gonna, you're gonna be... be salty sitting on a flight for like fucking fourteen hours. You're just gonna be like, God damn. I'm doing this one time, honey. You better get all of the shit you need to do. Well, you better, you better. With the expense, even she looked at it and she said, this only going to happen once every two or three years. I said, yeah. Yeah. Make it five. Because the moment, because it's like, by the time we pay for like, and we're not going like crazy. We're, we're, we're getting like, you know, three star. We're not going for five. Like just whatever the fuck. Because most of them are on a beach anyway. Like you're literally sleeping on a beach because you're in the Philippines. And, and so, uh, uh, and even then I think the total trip cost is going to be damn near 10 grand by the time it's all said and done. Oh, for sure. For sure. Jeff, I don't have $10,000 right now. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. I don't have 10,000. I just had to pay my Tyler $1,100 to fucking lay hair and bone in the fucking entryway. I don't have $10,000 to fucking go. <laughs> I'm going to have to start selling, selling whatever's left of this body. <laughs> fucking Only fans, fucking make the man. Magic happen. Only fans. <laughs> All right, Only one last fans. question because I know you got to get out of here. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. No, we're not going there. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay. Um, there's three here that I'm trying to debate between. So Neil, Neil asks, have you considered investing in a flamethrower to deal with the 10 trillion tons of white bullshit the winter has in store? Uh, he said, I live in the foothills and I'm never happy to have to shovel snow. Uh, Dude, you know, flamethrower you wanna, sounds you, fun. You want to know something? <laughs> I, well, two days ago, mm. I sat down and bro, I'm not joking. Are you pricing out having somebody else come shovel your driveway right now? Oh, no, no, no. That, that's already happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. That, has, that happens anyway. I ain't fucking... Ain't nobody got time for that, right? <laughs> um, no joke. I highly considered. And I didn't even field the question to Kayla yet. Because if I do, and she, and she teeters me over the line, I might actually fucking do this. Like but legit like, fly south for the entire winter? Yes. <laughs> like legit, like legit go for like four months. Just go to Fiji for four months or something? Wherever, wherever I can have really high speed internet and I can work and I can do my party poker stuff, my stream stuff. I'm not joking. Like, and, and like, I, I was like, I can move my, my mom and my sister in my house. They can just fucking live here, take care of the house. Uh, and the pets and just be done with this and we're dipping like right <laughs> after like legit right after Christmas we're dipping and I'm going somewhere warm hot for like four months and I'm and that's that I'll fucking rent a fucking beach house and just live that fucking life for like four months and then come home that's that's how much I don't want to deal with winter like I'm over it man I'm fucking over it. I left the house there uh, about 10 minutes before the podcast came just to go and grab an energy drink because I was fading and it's going to be a late night. Mm. And I went outside and the cold hit me. And it's not even that fucking cold. It's like, like eight degrees outside. It's like right eight now. degrees outside. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, it's cold. And then I realized like, dude, it's going to get like minus 20 here in the next, you know, six weeks. That's where I'm at, man. I just don't want to deal with it. It's, and like, I, 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 why, why am I here? And, and I thought to myself, I said, you know, my son is, is, he isn't in school. He's not in school yet. So we can literally go anywhere. And like, if I'm ever going to do it, like now's the time. And like, the more I think about this, I might even just tonight. I might even just bring the kale. Like you want to go somewhere. <laughs> like I'll grab an Airbnb or like a long-term, like a fucking, like a medium term rental for like fucking take four somebody's months. take somebody's timeshare or like a lease for a while. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Like even if it even if it costs me like four or five thousand dollars a month to like have a really nice place. Fuck it. I'll turn it into content. I'll fucking write the whole thing off. I don't care. Like I'll fucking vlog it. Like <laughs> just get me out of here. Like that's where I'm at. Uh so anyway. So not flamethrower, but 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 maybe maybe just leave. I might just dip. I might just dip. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I yeah. I I I certainly would love a flamethrower. I've always I've always you know if it wasn't for the fact that that it it would be broken in the first like two years of ownership. Uh, you can. There are companies that will inlay, uh, wire kind of like almost like in floor heating in your driveway. 
and you can turn that shit on at night before it starts snowing and it will just clear that shit out uh and and melt a lot of it down uh for you but of course you know then you have to be prepared to dig it all out of the fucking pavement when it breaks and do it all over again i yeah i don't know about flame th flamethrower would be fun though hideously illegal but fun uh but yeah i mean i, I i've i'm not the biggest fan of winter here either despite being here my whole life i it, it's i don't hate the it's not the cold it's not even the snow it's just the days where i don't want to shovel it because some days i don't mind it because it's just it's like free exercise it's like all right if i don't if i do this i'm not hitting the fucking weights i'm gonna just shovel some snow but there are some days you wake up and it's yeah. snowed like 40 centimeters outside nah. and you look out your door and it's the last thing you want to do. Nope. And that is pain. Yep. And, the, and, and I think about all the people, like you and I are in a, specific, a pretty specifically privileged position for this because we've worked for home, from home for 10 years. We didn't have to fucking go anywhere. We could shovel the driveway at 2 in the afternoon. Wouldn't make a damn difference. Nope. But there are people like Dad, when he worked at the dockyard, and it'd be, and it'd snow a fucking bitch. And at four o'clock in the morning, his ass is awake outside shoveling the whole driveway before going to work. Nah. Those people are out there doing that right now. Yep. And I salute I feel you. For him. I fucking salute you. I feel for him. Um, I've got my fucking <laughs> snowplow guy on speed dial. <laughs> he fucking salt sands or whatever, plows. The only thing that we got to do is like shovel the, the, the walkway from the yeah, walkway yeah. to the driveway. That little part, we don't bother paying him for. Like, I can do that. It's not a big deal. Where the um, fuck do you I dump it all? It's not, you don't really have, like, a ready location to be like, well, you got kind of yeah. on the left-hand side. Oh, yeah, Is yeah, that yeah, where you put it? Like, the they, left? They, they, yeah, they plow it right in. It kind of goes right up towards the woods. Oh, and, okay, and, okay. And it's just all, and now we got our, fuck, this is our first winter with our paved driveway. So, like. I was going to say, be, this, is the, this is the easiest job he's going to have now. He just puts that yeah. bitch straight to the ground. That's it. Done. Away you go. It's done. You know what else is done? This podcast, because it's time for you to get uh, get on over to another another yeah. screen and another job. Uh, it's time to put on a show. That rock star needs to kick in. Needs <laughs> to fucking hit. Needs to hit a little different. Uh, we will see you guys next week for another one. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, and until we see you next week, stay safe out there. And peace. Peace.